What up, world? It's your past first point guard and Blazer beat writer, Mike Richmond. You're listening to another episode of Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, available wherever you get podcasts. Today's episode, I'm going to play you more of my interview from last week with my friend and colleague from NBC Sports Northwest, Jamie Hudson, talking about what we'll remember from this Blazers season if the year is actually done. Uh, fill you in on a friendly wager we made about C.J. McCollum's assist totals. And finally, give you a little bit of advice about what to do during this uh, extended time at home. Take a listen. I'm going to pop you right in to an interview we recorded last Friday on March 20th. If, if this is the end of the season, let's let's go. Let's let's mm-hmm. say that your positivity is is uh, misplaced. <laughs> mm, okay. If this is the end of the Blazer season, what are you going to remember from this from this year? What what is what are the things that are, you don't have to pick one thing, but what are the things that yeah. are gonna stand out? Obviously, injuries yeah. from, from this Blazer season. Um, it's it's crazy to think about September when doing um. Like Blazers Media Day, is mm-hmm. that what we called it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. In Media the freezing Day. cold Met, uh, Veterans Memorial Coliseum. Yes. Oh my gosh, it was so cold. <laughs> uh, but the thing about those interviews, and it was great because yeah, I got a chance to talk with all the players. I mean, even Nurk, right? And, yeah. And Coach Stotts, and I mean, the the feeling was, oh man, this team that we put together, this roster is going to be great. Like, I mean, Anthony. Culver was so excited about putting together this team that can make a big run in the playoffs, right? And so there was a lot of optimism. So you know, I loved it. I yeah, you were great. like, you were getting excited because yes. people were talking about championships, and you were, yes. you know, you were blocking off your schedule to June 10th or whatever. Exactly. Um, and then to have Zach Collins go down in the third game of the season. Not even uh, like in like the first two minutes of the third quarter. Like he didn't make yeah, it two and a half, two and a half games in. Yeah. Right. Uh, and then obviously Ronnie Hood and everything. And then I think about how emotional the season's been with the new injuries that the Blazers had. But then you think about how Nurk was ready to make his return. I know the timing is crazy. The timing is wild, uh, right? It's so wild. It's so awful because Blazer fans were so excited. Nurk was unbelievably eager to get out there. Yeah, it was like which, the last hopeful thing left in the season too. Yes. It was like it's like listen if if anything good is going to come out of this weird year. It's going to be whatever mm-hmm. Nurk does on Sunday and going forward. And now who knows? Right. Exactly. Um, so season has been uh, not what it, not what we thought, obviously, but I just keep thinking about emotional. But then, you know, there were a lot of great times with uh, obviously the mellow madness. Yeah, that was the the mellow yeah. in the insurgents or whatever. The like yeah. when he came in and there was sort of ten days of being like, oh, he can play basketball, like he's good. Right. Exactly. Uh, so that was really cool. That's something I'll never forget about this season: being able to cover his return. I mean, future Hall of Famer and and how crazy it was with the media. They're probably the most then, famous person that's ever played yeah. for the Trailblazers in terms of like right? global fame. Obviously, neither yes. of us were around for Pippen or Bill mm-hmm. Walton. And I think Bill Walton was similar, but the 70s are so hard to compare to sort of like how much access people have to stars in the 21st century. Like Walton was a yes. huge, huge national figure, but no, he just he just isn't the same way that it is now. And I think Pippen was a big deal, but I don't know if he was a mm-hmm. big deal like Mello is a big deal. I don't get the sense mm-hmm. from talking to guys who cover the team uh, and were around the team then. Um, 
which that that Pippen was the same deal. I think I think you're right. Melo was like this celebrite that I had not experienced before. Yes, exactly. I had not either. I mean, going on the road, Mike, seeing uh, like you were talking about the the access. So there's a lot of blogger reporters and and I'm I thought they were like entertainment um, reporters of, of some. Mm-hmm. some kind and they're they all just are in the blazers locker room because they want to talk to carmelo anthony and i'm like <laughs> okay i got gotcha. you but um it, pretty it pretty different crazy. than like a normal sort of road game in indiana huh like <laughs> yes exactly and that's what i mean it was everywhere we went indiana um that was everywhere like it didn't matter um so that was really cool and another thing that i will remember about this season i think is the emergence of Gary Trent Jr. Yeah. and and watching him take this opportunity and run with it, um, like you know, I love his bulldog um, defensive mentality. That's been really fun to see, and he's just so confident and comfortable out there. And I don't think a lot of people expected that from him on both ends. Of the yeah, court, the, the defense really surprised me. I kind of thought yeah. like what he does on offense. I kind of like thought that maybe not mm-hmm. this year, but like the future. Like the dude shoots. Like he's going to shoot yeah. it. Um, and yeah. he's and he's he's shown a little more than that, but mostly he's a spot up shooter that can really shoot. Um, yeah. But the defense, like Gary Trent Jr., has a couple highlights where he just reaches in and takes the ball from someone, like two <laughs> yeah. hands snatch the ball out of your hands, like mm-hmm. Kawhi Leonard or some sort of other cartoon. Like he's, I didn't <laughs> I didn't really see that coming. Um, I right. In fact, I talked to someone this summer with the Blazers, and I was kind of just checking in on what's up with people, and they were a little bit worried about Gary. Like, not that it was like, yo, he's mm-hmm. a problem, but kind of just like, mm-hmm. he's a young guy who hasn't really, like, figured it out. This was pre-Summer League. And then mm-hmm. Summer League, he was he had one monster game, but he wasn't super special. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, it's like, they come into camp, and it's like, yo, Gary Trent Jr. can play. And the same, yeah. same person I reach out to is like, oh, no, Gary's awesome. And I'm like, what What happened in two months? Like, what did I miss? Right. What did I, I miss in these 12 weeks that we didn't talk or whatever? Um, I know. And then he's thrown in the lineup, and he's like a – he's an NBA player. Like, he, he can really yes. contribute and be helpful. And I think that's – if you're saying anything about him, it's that he can help. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And I know I was thinking about training camp – People were saying that he was one of the MVPs of training camp. Yeah, by the time um, he got the training so, camp, he was balling, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, he took this summer seriously, that's for yeah, sure. Yeah, at, at some point in early July, he was like, just kidding. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, the other thing we that like has we have to talk about that stood out for me this season is that the, the five weeks where Damian Lillard was the best player in the NBA. Um, yes. It's, he basically averaged 45 over the course of nine games or whatever it was. Uh, he... That's as good as I've ever seen him play. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the game in LA, and you were there, um, mm-hmm. following Kobe's passing, truly a, a strange emotional game with a big lead in, um, yeah, almost very. memorial style like um, intro, really, really tough circumstances to play. I think that was the best game I've ever seen Damon Lillard play. He was obviously awesome mm-hmm. in game five against OKC, but I just think with who he had with him on the court like no Carmelo mm. that night yeah. I think that was a to me yeah. I think that was the best game I've ever seen him play and I remember this season for sort of that stretch where it's like oh I, I think Dame is the for right now he's the best player in the league yeah no definitely and and we talked about it Mike when he was sco- like going on that scoring tear not he wasn't just doing that he was doing everything and yeah I he's mean, averaging 45 and like 11 dimes like he was like yeah. everywhere Right, which has always been the thing where it's like, oh, yeah, we know Dame can score. We know he can pass, but, like, he's going to get his buckets. And 
And I mean, especially this season without Yusuf Nurkic, he didn't have his, his go-to guy. Right. I mean, so it was a little different there. Um, but yeah, no, his, I'm, I'm a pass first point guard. So I think like the, the dishing out those dimes was, was awesome to see. Yeah, it was, he was really, I mean, tremendous for a little bit. I, I don't, he never got back there since he's, when he came, returned from injury, kind of feel like the, the groin thing was still maybe not bothering him, but definitely just mm-hmm. sort of a factor in the way he was playing. Cause he just, you just didn't see those moments where he was like, cool, I'm going to decide, I'm going to draw two defenders to me and decide whether I want to just splash one of them from 35 or find someone, mm-hmm. you know, he's like, he, the way he was manipulating the game at that point was very different than when he got to where he got to now. Um, let's take a, let's take another quick break, come back, close out the show, talking, uh, Blazers and your, uh, and your, quarantine advice. First, I want to tell you all about Blinkist. It's hard to find time to sit down and read and learn more. When you don't have free time, you can't read or work on personal development, and there's an incredible app that solves this problem. It's called Blinkist. Blinkist is truly unique, and it works on your phone, your tablet, your web browser. Blinkist takes the best key takeaways, the need-to-know information from thousands of nonfiction books, and condenses them down into just 15 minutes you can read or listen to. 12 million people are already using Blinkist right now, and it makes and it has a massive and growing library from self-help to business, health to history books. Blinkist has the latest titles from bestseller lists, as well as classic nonfiction titles you always meant to read but never had time to. With Blinkist, you get unlimited access to read or listen to a massive library of condensed nonfiction books, all the books you want, and all for one low price. So right now, for a limited time, Blinkist has a special offer just for our audience. That's y'all. Go to Blinkist.com NBA to try it for free for seven days and save 25% off your new subscription. That's Blinkist, spelled B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T, Blinkist.com NBA to start your seven-day free trial. And you'll also receive 25% off, but only when you sign up at Blinkist.com NBA. Okay, still past first point guard, still locked on Blazers. I'm still Mike Richmond, and we're still here chatting with Jamie Hudson of NBC Sports Northwest. What I want to talk about next is how I owe you a bottle of wine. <laughs> I was wondering if we were going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it. I didn't send it okay. to you in the show notes, but we got it. <laughs> we owe it to the people to talk about this. So let me set the stage, and then you can okay. um, gloat. Uh, okay. So at the beginning of the season... Uh, me, known hater, uh, Jamie, known uh, positivity monster, we got into a debate whether CJ McCollum would average more than three and a half assists per game. And we decided to make a friendly wager on it. For context, mm-hmm. CJ McCollum in the 2016-17 season averaged 3.6 assists per game. The last two years, 3.4, 3.0. And then this year, 4.3, matching his career high the bottle of wine of your choosing is coming your way, Jamie. But why were you so confident that CJ could turn it around? Well, first I want to do a little asterisk because obviously with Dame out, this it helped him a lot. To yeah, he did have average. he did have like three straight games, like 10, 12, 10 assists yes. or something like that. Maybe 12, 12, and 10. Like he was 
and I, I think I text you like, it's over. <laughs> it's, it's, it's over. I had some, I had faith that he would, you know, regress back into only scorer mode, but it's over for me. Well, I, I know. So now, you know, I feel bad because I feel like it wasn't a fair. No, but, listen, it's all injuries are part of the game as any, um, you know, basketball cliche artist will tell you. It's a good, that's a good point. Okay. So now I'm going to go out then. Yeah. All right. Me. So I remember this was probably, I'm trying to remember what season this was probably four years ago. Now I wrote this article and this was maybe it was uh, three years. I should have looked at this, but I was just starting to write a lot more for mm-hmm. NBC sports Northwest. Okay. And, um, that point I was like okay I really want to find this story that no one's talking about and like you know I'm just trying to be like looking outside the box or whatever right trying to get that story and it was about CJ McCollum passing I remember talking to teammates and and talking to CJ a little bit about it and um this must have been three seasons ago so yeah when he was averaging a little bit more but I was just thinking yeah, we know CJ can score, and and even in talking with CJ, you know he that's what he wants to do. That's what he yeah, knows he can do. That's what he's been doing. It's, it's not, why he got. Yeah. It's why he's made all his money is because he gets exactly. buckets. Exactly. Yes, he gets buckets. He breaks angles. All of these things. So he doesn't <laughs> need to pass. Um, but he but he can, and that's the thing that I remember thinking uh, when I was writing the story three years ago, and I was like, wow, like if you develop more of that, CJ, like let's let's show that off. Um. So ever since I wrote that story and there's, you know, there's, there's flashes of like, well, how did he, how did he even find uh, his teammate like that? I mean, there's been some really great passes. And so I just thought, you know what, I think this could be the season plus this season at the beginning of the year, we're talking about all the shooting weapons, like, right. They thought they were going to be way better on offense this year. Yes. And so in my mind, I thought, okay. Well, CJ will be trusting his teammates more, you know, because obviously when you are a scorer and you know you can score, you, you that's what you can do to help your team win. Like, totally get that. But I thought, okay, well, maybe they'll be able to, to dish it out in the corner for, you know, corner three, a lot more, whatever. So I just thought that this was the year. And, um, you know, I'm going to be happy when I get that bottle of wine from you, even if there is a little asterisk to it that Dave got hurt. <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah, listen, I think since uh, February 1st, he's averaging like five and a half assists per game. So he's just just crushing me since uh, pre-All-Star break. Just even right before Dame got hurt, he had a couple five assist games. So I was getting, I was in trouble. Um, One thing that was interesting is like when he did have that surge and then we tried to, Mm -hmm. we we were both there in this super bizarre CJ interview when we were both like, hey, what, like, why don't you play like that all the time? And he was basically Mm -hmm. like, what do you want me to do? Like, mm-hmm. he's like, it's, he's, it was, he said something like the coaches probably learned more about what it was like when I wasn't on the court than I'd learned about, learned while Dame wasn't on the court, which was just like stunning and kind of, um, mm-hmm. the, the exact opposite of what I anticipated and what you just talked about. It was like that he can pass, but maybe he doesn't always think pass first. Um, truly stunning. So St- CJ always, um, defiant, even when you're trying to compliment him. What a guy. Um, let's let's shift gears a little bit i'll send you that bottle of wine i don't know when probably you know when when life calms down a little bit so you can really enjoy it yes okay all right let's come back in the third segment and talk about 
what we're doing and what people can do during quarantine to keep themselves busy. All right. Still a pass first point guard. Still Mike Richmond. You're still listening to Lockdown Blazers. Still chatting here with Jamie Hudson of NBC Sports Northwest. Let's get you out of here with some non-basketball stuff. Uh, People want quarantine recommendations. They're home. Hopefully they're home. If you're not home and you're listening to this, out. Get your ass back in the house and help Mm -hmm. us get back to some sort of level of normalcy. But what? um, hit us with some recommendations. What are you reading? What are you watching? Uh, It doesn't have to be basketball. It can be anything. What What are you doing in your time at home? I've been on YouTube so much and looking at highlights, but also just looking for um, various exercises programs. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. I found so, I mean, there's so many out there. So that's been You're getting your home workout fun. on? Yeah. Nice. I'm also doing them. Don't worry. I found <laughs> a few that I've actually done. Um, you know, not as many as I probably should, but uh, yeah. So doing a little, little cardio exercise that, I mean, there's, I can't say it enough there are so many uh different programs out there just on youtube you can just find them so that's been good um because i'm trying not to let this hiatus you know become a become yeah, a listen thing. i'm not getting a haircut i'm gonna gain weight i'm gonna look if we do have an nba season i'm gonna be looking <laughs> right? different i mean i'll probably get a haircut before the game start hopefully but you know i'm gonna be looking i'm gonna be, i'm either gonna buzz my head or i'm gonna be looking rough by the time you see me next real scraggly i can't wait yeah i can Uh, (laughs) um but also i am a very uh i love my reality tv oh yeah what are you watching so um a little 90 day fiance on tlc okay i've heard that's wild should i watch that i'm not i'm not really a a reality tv guy but i got a lot of Mm -hmm. i got a lot of downtime yeah exactly i think you should check it out because there are like 27 seasons and then there's the 90, 90 i mean maybe not but then there's like the 90 day fiance happily ever after question mark okay and okay. then there's the version of before the 90 days so it's before the the american is going to bring their significant other over from from anywhere in the world and uh-huh. then they have the 90 days to get married and so drama ensues and then the families get involved and it is a whole mess and, I feel uh, like uh, NBC employees in particular love reality television. When I was on Justin Meyer's television show, my man oh, loves, loves the Bachelor family of products, yes. all Bachelor family mm-hmm. of products. Here you are telling me 90 Day Fiance. When the, that last game at um, at the Moda Center, everyone was talking about uh, Love is Blind. I don't know if you've oh, gotten yeah. into that, but that was hot with, mostly yet. with Trailblazers employees. They were all yeah. watching Love is Blind. And I'm just going to burn him and Jason Quick. He'd been watching uh, Love is Blind. So it's it's hot out there on the in the Blazers oh. media world. Quick was even, is even watching Love is Blind. Yeah, wow. I see. I didn't know that. Yeah. See? <laughs> you <laughs> learn great. a lot at dinner. You know, that's... that's uh... Yeah. Oh, yeah. That is the spot. Yeah. That's where, um, that's where you learn who's watching bad television. Um, right? So, yeah. Other than yeah. 90 Day Fiance, any other recs? Yeah. Um, well, go back and watch Star Trek because my husband's got me into all the Star Treks from the original to, to Voyager, Uh you know, I mean, and we were watching a lot and I got to say, I didn't think I would be into it, but I've heard they're like family friendly too, like pretty wholesome. Yeah. Yeah. Which is great because it's not, it's not like that these days. Yeah. There's not a lot of programming. That's kind. Yeah. Yeah. And also just do some spring cleaning because it feels good. My house That's is insanely clean. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's good. really, this is the nicest my house has ever been. 
Uh, right. <laughs> I have been watching um, old Blazer games. I've been doing these retro rewatches. On oh, the, fun. I've actually only put out one, but I'll, mm-hmm. I've, I've watched others. Dear listeners, oh, I've watched <laughs> other games. So I've wa- I watched these like two and a half hour VHS recorded um, games from the early 2000s and the 90s. And uh, they're incredible. Like they are. That's awesome. The um, it's not like a, gr- a great use of your time to spend two and a half hours watching a basketball game that you know the outcome to. But um, I have really enjoyed it. The, I watched the this one's up on the feed. If you're just if you're not caught up on the Lockdown Blazers feed, I watched the game two of the 1992 NBA Finals, which is in full, including the halftime show on YouTube and. It's just oh, incredible. Oh. It's Bob Costas and Mike Fratello oh, and like all these yeah. people from who are were like super relevant, you know, into the 2000s and sort of the NBA on NBC world. Um, yes. And it's it's just it's just wild. The fashion from the 90s is wild. Um, uh, it's really <laughs> yeah. it's really fantastic. I, I love it. The only thing is old games don't have the score and the um, the score and the time. They don't have like a little uh, whatever, like score bug on the screen. So you're watching these live games and there's like a minute left and they do not tell you how much time is left in the game and it drives me wild. I know. I'm like, how did, how did, how was this okay? That's why the they day? needed John. They needed, right? that's they, yes. they literally needed your husband to come in there and save the day and put in real time graphics live on the screen. Exactly. I know. He's a lifesaver. He is. He's I I've never appreciated him more than watching a basketball <laughs> yeah, game from the nineties. Like, John, where are you? Yeah. I've Give me that annoying been. shot clock in the middle of the TNT broadcast. Right. Right. Yeah. I don't really like that either. Yeah, that's no, terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jamie, thank you hey. so, so, so yeah. much for joining us. Uh, where can people get more of you and your stuff? Oh, yeah. Um, so check out the website, NBCSportsNorthwest.com, or follow me on Twitter, Jamie Hudson, NBCS. And thanks for having me, Mike. That was fun. Yeah, let's do it again soon. Okay, sounds good. That's going to do it for this episode of Lockdown Blazers. Tell your friends about this podcast. They can get it wherever they already get podcasts. Appreciate you listening. Talk to you soon.